Today with Catherine Ruinala. Courage, as I looked it up, I, I looked, there's lots and lots of quotes as, as there would be about courage. One that made me laugh was Mark Twain. He says, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And, you know, it's true. Courage on the inside of us is not about our physical strength. It's actually about our moral fortitude. It's that which is on the inside. Um, Nelson Mandela said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Let's have a look what the Bible talks about courage. Uh, Joshua the book of Joshua, chapter one, verse six. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you Go, hallelujah, there's another good memory verse. The Lord our God is with us wherever we go. Be strong, He commands us, be strong and courageous. But the strength that He asks us to, to walk in is not our own strength. It's the strength that we have from knowing that I've been grafted into Him. I think about that sometimes and, and imagine the picture of actually being grafted into Him. Like his DNA, his courage, his boldness, his life flowing through my life. We are now one. I've been melded together with him, united with him by the blood of Jesus. I have been invited and born again into his body. It doesn't get closer than that. It doesn't get more gloriously life-giving than actually being part of his body not a little servant there in the outer darkness, but actually brought right in as part of him. And that's where we find our strength, amen? amen. There's another quote here that I really liked um, from Theodore Roosevelt. He said, courage is not having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. And you know, there's often times when we feel like, I just can't. I just haven't got any more emotional strength to do this or physical strength. Or, but I remind myself that whenever I need to do something, like for example, God's asked me to do something. I, I, I remind myself He has given me everything pertaining to life and godliness. He supplies all of my needs according to His riches in glory. And if He's asked me to do something, He is also supplying the strength that I need to do it. I remember when I, um, I was first being trained to prophesy. I, I'd, you know, I'd come along and I'd give a little PS at the end of someone else's word and that was fine until suddenly they um, would say, okay, now you prophesy over this one. I'd be like, ah, uh, uh, and then this one, and then this one. And I'm like, ah, uh, uh, I don't feel like I've got anything. 
But that's when I have to remember, if God gives an opportunity, he will also give what I need for that opportunity. I remember when I preached my very first um, ministry tour that I did in the US, I was so green and so young. And I I did a a meeting in the US and at the end of the meeting, uh, there was a big altar call with lots and lots of people who needed prayer. And I started having a coughing fit. And you know, I, I had asthma and when it started, it was all over Red Rover, you know, I couldn't do anything. And I sat down and went, this isn't right, God. You gave me this opportunity and you will give me what I need to do what you have asked me to do. So in the name of Jesus, no, I'm not having this. And praise God from that day on, I haven't had to have any asthma medication. Hallelujah. Because it is God that gives us strength. Amen. Courage is not having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. Because our strength as believers is not found in ourselves. It's found in the one who is our strength. Hallelujah. The actual definition of courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. When God says, I've commanded you to be strong and courageous, He's saying, I am giving you what you need, and this is what it looks like. It is moral fortitude to do what is right, even when the pressure's on. It's the courage and the determination to live in Christ above reproach. That when you're feeling pressure from everybody else and everybody else is doing it, and you still know, hang on, I have principles. There are ancient boundaries that that have been set that I am not going to let be violated in my life. And I'm gonna stand in the name of Jesus no matter what. And I'm gonna stand firm on the principles that I, I have in my heart. That is courage the determination to live in Christ above reproach. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28 says, do not move the ancient boundaries which your fathers have set. That is those ancient boundaries, those things that you know to be right. Don't let culture convince you that, oh, well, you know, it's a new day. You know, things have changed. The Word of God remains the same and the boundaries are still to be kept in the name of Jesus, amen. There is right and there is wrong and that is it. And we, we are called to live above reproach and it takes courage, hallelujah. But when I look at the word courage, I think of how many people have lived in discouragement or those that have felt so discouraged. You know, the enemy comes to steal your courage. He comes to discourage to take your courage, to take your hope, to take your strength, to make you feel like you can't go on, you can't do it, just might as well give up. But the thing is, when you give up, the enemy doesn't leave you alone. You think, well, maybe giving up, I'll get a reprieve from the fight. No, it doesn't happen like that. You give up, the enemy still comes and he overtakes you and pummels you. So we have no choice, really. You either be defeated or you live as a conqueror. And you make that choice, you make that decision. Okay, this is what I choose. It's not an inevitability, it is an invitation requiring our response and he has given us the weapons to be able to enforce what he has said and what he has promised, amen? 
But then I think of the word encourage. When I looked that up, en, encourage, if you look at it in your Latin roots, anybody did Latin roots from the long time ago? Encourage means to put in, to, to put in or put on, en, encourage, to put in courage. And you know, God's asking us to learn what it looks like as a family to encourage one another. Let's read um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. 23 to 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who, who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Don't let someone convince you that the day of the church is over. It's, you know, now it's not, assembling together is no longer a thing. As you see the day approaching, all the more don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. But encourage one another. This idea of encouraging one another is, is I think of it like this. You are actually putting courage in someone else so that they have a storehouse there ready to draw on. So, and we have the power to do that, to bless one another, to encourage each other, to put in courage into each other. Um, and when we encourage someone, we're adding to their arsenal of courage. We add to their confidence. We help and strengthen people when we encourage them. Psalm 31 verse 24 says, be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. And the Bible tells us also um, that we are to encourage one another, that Proverbs 12, 25 says, an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. In the Amplified, it's an encouraging word, cheers him up, makes him glad. You know, everybody benefits from encouragement. It's not just those that really seem to need it, that need it. We shouldn't take anyone for granted, but be, if you have the power to be able to give a kind word, why withhold it? If you have the power to encourage someone, why hold back? Because every time you bring a kind word, an encouragement, a compliment, uh, an encouragement, you did great or you did well, you know, what that does is it actually adds to their arsenal of courage. So when the enemy comes in and says, nobody cares about you, they've got, yes, they do. We mustn't be, we mustn't take it for granted or buy into this lie that we are all little islands that we'll just take care of ourselves. Unfortunately, perhaps during COVID where everyone's been isolating, we could almost develop that sense of where you know, we'll just take care of ourselves. But when you make an effort to really encourage people to, you know, if they've, if they've, something good's happened, encourage them, celebrate with them. You might think, well, I don't want to do that, you know. But why withhold it? Give them the encouragement. Encourage them. A kind word will cheer them up. It'll add strength. And you might think that they don't need it, but you don't know. I might just be really good at making a show. Everyone benefits from encouragement. Amen? 
First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Sometimes, you know, you might be hearing this and say, yeah, yeah, well, someone should encourage me. Well, I don't get much courage. Yeah, you tell them, Pastor Catherine. Yeah, someone should encourage me. Well, yes, everybody should be trying to encourage each other. And, it, and you can always find something, something kind, something encouraging to say. But you know, there, we also are, in, are told to encourage ourselves in the Lord. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. I mean, this is a pretty serious situation. He had been rejected by Saul, the king. He'd been rejected by the Philistines. And now he was being rejected by the very ones that he led, his closest friends. There was no one left. His wives, his children had been taken hostage. And there was no one to say, come on, David, you can do this. So David encouraged himself, it says in the King James, encouraged himself in the Lord. Do you know you can do that? You can encourage yourself in the Lord. And as you do that, then your courage will inspire others. And that's exactly what happened in this story. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. Those words can be used interchangeably. Courage equals strength. And you can get strength from the Lord as you wait upon Him. The Bible says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. As we wait on Him, we can go in faith saying, God, you supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. I need strength now. So Father, I thank you for that strength. I pull on it by faith. I receive it. I thank you that I have the strength of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, who strengthens me. And you can encourage yourself by speaking the Word of God, by getting into the Word of God and, and, and telling your soul, hey soul, why are you downcast within me? Hey, soul, listen to me. That's your mind, will, and emotions. You can speak to it. Hey, soul, why are you discouraged? Let me tell you some truth. You are loved. You are redeemed. Old things have passed away. Behold, all, all things are made new. When the enemy comes in and wants to make you relive all the things you regret and make you feel discouraged, has that anyone ever happened to anybody? Instead of going there going, yeah, I'm terrible, I'm so stupid, why was I so stupid? You can say, no, the Word of God says old things are passed away. He makes no mention of my past sins. I am the redeemed of the Lord. He gives me strength. He gives me wisdom when I ask. I have the strength of Christ. And you can encourage yourself. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you need to pick up the sword of the Spirit and you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? With His Word, with His promises. Isaiah 40, verse 29 says, He gives strength to the weary. To him who lacks might, he increases power. You deposit that in your spirit. When you, have you ever felt that you've lacked what you need to do what you need to do? that you've lacked the strength. 
Every time God gives you the opportunity to do something, He gives you the power to do it too, if you will go and get it by faith. He'll give you, if if you've been made a parent and you feel like, I just can't do this, on, on days, you can say, no, God has given me this opportunity. He gives me what I need, so He gives strength to the weary. If you're struggling and you think, I, I can't keep going in this workplace, I just, I feel so under fire and under pressure, you can say, thank you, Lord. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I thank you, Lord, that I am above only and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I thank you, Lord, that you are my strength and that I can live above the storm because it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Christ is full of peace. He is full of power. He is full of strength. I thank you that I have the mind of Christ, hallelujah. And encourage yourself in the Lord by meditating on the truth of His Word and then putting it in your mouth. Something happens when you start speaking it out. You know, you could know it, you can have it, but when you actually pick it up and speak it, the Bible says that you will eat the fruit of your lips. If you need strength, put it in your mouth, speak it out. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am loved. I'm forgiven. I am as righteous as Christ. I'm holy. I'm clean. I'm pure. I'm empowered to walk in righteousness and godliness. I thank you, Lord. You have a plan for me and a destiny, plans for hope and uh, a future. Thank you, Father, that your plans, Lord, are to let your name be glorified through my life, that you want to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that I can ask, hope, or imagine, that the same works that Jesus did and greater works I will do because it's no longer me who lives but Christ who lives in me and this is the word of the Lord amen so be it and as you speak it out power comes because you're coming into alignment into agreement with heaven amen 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 he has said to me My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses and persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong." You know, I, I understand this a little bit in that I've felt it. I've been in that place where I have felt weak, but I have discovered the strength of God in those places, in those times. I, I've, I've had times where I've had the worst news just before I've had to get up and preach. And that's where I've discovered the strength of God, the strength of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not, it's not a human thing. It's a supernatural power that when I am weak, I know this to be true. This is the will of God. This is the word of God that when I'm weak, He is strong. So I'm expecting the strength of God to come out of me right now. When I don't feel like I have the power of God to release healing or to do whatever He's asked me to do, I can say, well, thank you, Lord. You are, your strength is made perfect in weakness. 
And my faith is not in my own strength, but it is in the Word of God which says your strength is made perfect in weakness. So I, I tap a hold of that strength. I pull it in. Thank you, God. I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Let the weak say, I am strong in the name of Jesus. Amen. He is able. Our great God. Our great God. There's been so many times when I have felt like, oh God, this is too much for me. I, oh God, oh God. But then by faith, what has been deposited on, on the inside comes up. You see, if you nourish and feed your heart, your soul with the truth of the Word of God, then when push comes to shove and things get difficult, what you truly believe is what will come out. Gareth preached an awesome word about conviction. What, you are, what is your conviction is going to come out. And your convictions come from you rehearsing, meditating on, believing, speaking out the Word of Christ, dwelling in you richly. That, that is your anchor. That is your solid place when everything else seems to be shaking. We've been in such a time of shaking. But, you know, the Bible says that though the earth shake, though everything shakes, we have a solid rock on which we can stand. And when storms come, and they do come, when trials come, and they do come, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be shaken. We don't have to be moved because we can be anchored on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, who is the Word. Hallelujah. And as we anchor ourselves and remind ourselves, hey, I'm not going to buy into the drama of everything that is going on. I'm not going to get into everybody's panic, that, that everybody else is panicking and thinking about this. No, I'm going to intentionally encourage myself. I'm going to put in courage. Where is the courage going to come from? It's going to come from Him. He will speak to me through His Word. I'm going to look back through my journal. At the end of the night, I read my Bible and I write in the journal something that the Lord is speaking to me. And I often go back and look. These are, these are promises. This is words that God has spoken to me. I will open up my Bible with an expectation to be encouraged. And I will look and I will read until I find it. And then I'll write it down. That's my, that's my daily bread for today. You said to ask for daily bread. So I'm looking for it and I'm going to get it. And I'm going to keep reading till you give it to me, God, because this is, you promised me you'd give me the daily bread. Not just my physical needs, but my spiritual needs too. And I thank you, you are my provider. You provide all that I need according to your riches in glory. So what is the word today? What are you speaking to me personally today? I'm going to write it out. And then I can go back and I can encourage myself. If we can encourage ourselves and we can encourage others, we can put in courage to others. We need to be a people that are diligently looking after the gardens of our heart, that we are living, um, feeding on truth. Because they shall know the truth and the truth shall make them free. That knowing is an intimate acquaintance with, a continual fellowshipping with truth. Jesus himself, who is the way, the truth, 
and the life. And you can fellowship him by, with him through the word of God. You can, you can hear him speak to you. You can expect it with faith, believing you're gonna encourage me today. And as you get encouraged, you can then encourage others. Hallelujah. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed, the Bible says. So I'd love you to look and think, what can I do today to encourage someone else? What can I do today to encourage myself, to build up the storehouse of courage? Now you come along each week to church and that's a wonderful thing. But each week we are sowing in courage. That if you will take it and meditate on it and let it become anchored in your heart, if you'll take notes, if you'll think about it, if you'll talk about it during the week in your home groups, if you'll talk about it with each other, if you'll meditate on it, if you'll memorize the scriptures, if you'll pick it up and use it, put it in your mouth, then it will turn from something you've heard into something you have. God wants you to have it. He wants to fill you, strengthen you, encourage you, spur so that we can spur one another onto love and good deeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you for your word. You are a good God. Lord, we come to give you all the worship and all the praise. I thank you, Lord, that you are encouraging your people, that they would have courage, Father, because courage comes from you. When they feel like they don't have the strength to go on, Lord, they would get excited because they would know that in their weakness, your strength is perfected.